They say the best things in life are free, but that's not true. Go to patreon.com slash bmfcast and give us your goddamn money. This week on the BevCast, point the gun away from the bee. One star, weird tea. All right, welcome to the BevCast. Hey, BevCast. Episode 451. Nice. Wow. Yeah, it's like the close number. No, it's about books, I think. Oh, no, that's oh. how hot it is in the studio. Oh, no, no, not yet. It's gonna be. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of this year of Bamcast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie. Then we come in here and talk about it for the first half. After that, we rate them good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks. Robot It's pretty robot good. Is good. However, there are bad bad movies. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags is in giant bags of trash. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Garbage, even if melodic. <laughs> Sack them up and haul them out. Throw them out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, excluding our kind of strange and, and uh, unusual episode 450. Sure. Which was kind of half spoil cast, half golden jocks. Yeah. Um, it's a very so weird episode. hybrid. Technically, our next proper We're- episode following Judgment Night must surely be Judgment Day. Mm. And so here we are talking about 1999's Judgment Day. Ah. Welcome to Judgeuary. Uh, no, uh, it's a there's a Vanuary tie-in. It's a, it's a Vanuary thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to give us a plot synopsis? I would love for to. Judgment Day. It's very easy. Cultus, with an enigmatic leader, sees the only man capable of devising a way to stop a giant meteor from hitting the Earth. Yeah. And I thus mean, bring about Judgment Day. Right. Judgment Day. Yep. Those cultists might possibly be led by Mario Van, Van. Peoples. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Vanuary Peoples. There it is. Yep. There's the... Oh, you mean of rapping. Uh-huh. And Jaws the Revenge. Uh-huh. And Gunman. Yeah. And Solo. Right. And last resort from Bamcast Extra. I do, yeah. That's who. That's who I mean. Yeah, you, this one has a very long list of Bamcast alums. Yeah, might as well just jump yeah. the rest of the uh, way. In. First up, the director, John Terleski. Uh huh. We haven't seen anything he's directed. No. However, we have seen Chopping Mall, and Deathstalker Two. Yes. Of which he was the titular <laughs> Deathstalker. Yes. The second. He was the jerky t- <laughs> yeah. Deathstalker. Smarmy jerk face. Yeah. De- do- je- yeah. Deathstalker. Jerk face. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Did, did Deathstalker ever, like, was the same person more than once? No. It was different person. Always everyone. different Deathstalkers. Yeah, yeah. All, all that death to be stalked. Yeah, it was, true. It yeah. took more than one man. Uh, <laughs> writer, Fred Olin Ray. Oh, what? Director of Star Slammer, Cyclone, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, Alienator, Dinosaur Island, and the writer of Bulletproof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bulletproof. Mm-hmm. Get it? It's... Gary Busey's jumping off the thing. <laughs> Worst nightmare about horn. Yeah. Oh, I remember oh, that. Oh, yeah. that. That. that yeah. yeah. That. Okay. That was in Bulletproof. Okay. Huh, cool. Not the other one. The fuck is that? So anyway, uh, <laughs> Coolio's in this. <laughs> what? Our patron saint. Oh, True. Red uh, water. No. 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 Hold uh, up. No. He's our our caveat. Our little star. Like our asterisk. He's our. Okay. You know, like the Coolio principal. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was in Red Water. 
<laughs> bad trip. Bad trip recommended by a star of the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dracula 3000. Mm-hmm. Still haven't seen it. An early favorite I was gonna say, episode like, of mine. We, said, we talk about the Coolio principle, but Man. Dracula 3000 <laughs> is pretty fucking good. <laughs> it's so great. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, it's got Lyndon Ashby, who was in Prom Night, and he was also Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yep. Mm-hmm. Prom Night, the new one, right. not the no. original. No. Better one. Uh, <laughs> I, I like Chuck's notes here say, Zeus. Yeah. So Nate Tiny Lister of sure. No Holds Barred, of course. Think big. No doubt about it. Uh, De- Agent 00 Soul, <laughs> Trespass, Hologram Man. Dracula 3000. Oh, yeah. And Santa's Sleigh. <laughs> I forgot he was in Santa's Sleigh. Yeah, I forgot he was in most of those. Yeah. Uh, Max Gale from DC Cab. Mm-hmm. Susie Amos. <laughs> Her notes are, Mary James Cameron never had to act again. Sure. True. Mm-hmm. This is her final film. Yeah. yeah, she probably had to do nothing yeah, else. That's went, a Bandcast alum. We've all done that. We yeah, all married James had, Cameron never had to work again. She went straight from Titanic to this. And yep. it was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. And uh, lastly... IFT of breaking, breaking two electric boogaloo, ricochet, trespass, surviving the game, Johnny Mnemonic, final voyage, and Mean Guns oh, from yeah. Extra. Yeah, remember Mean Guns? <laughs> no, that was our final Albert Pune film. Mm. Oh, that Pune. It was him and Lambert in a prison. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I still don't remember it. Yeah, it's it sucks. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Uh-huh. Man, and that's basically the like everyone you're going to see in this movie because well, well they, don't we, forget we about did, Dick. We did uncover Dick. <laughs> huh? The the, oh, the, the, right, the special man. guest appearance by Dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dick who was in Terminal Error yeah. was our favorite character, the sarcastic Voice box <laughs> guy. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. Sarcastic voice box. <laughs> Sarcastic voice box. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's going to be my nerdcore rap name. <laughs> yeah. But he was the, he was the paralyzed guy who kept using the speaking spell to to, <laughs> to be indignant spell. towards other he characters. He would type four keys, and an entire paragraph of dialogue would yeah. come out of that machine. He just had hotkeys. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> F five. That does make sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I thank you for reminding me. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Never. Yeah, he was Dick. I gotta always he give was, you a chance. He was, his character was Dick in this movie. In case you're not following the, what about Dick? <laughs> nah, he's yeah, just he was a, he was a scientist dude with a cardigan yeah. named Dick, and but and I, one general really loved to point out that his name was Dick. Yeah, but he was set up to be, uh, you know, the film's villain ish, mm. and turns out it wasn't. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. a red herring. Did they really try that hard to set him up as a villain? Oh yeah, he was the mo- he was going to be the mole. Mm-hmm. Sure. But yet they I kept think him the, there. The I think time. that fucking general tried real hard to set him up sure. as a villain. Yeah. The movie was like, eh. Oh, the, the movie doesn't commit to anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess we should kind of talk about the movie. Okay. Um, sure. Sure. So, I mean, the, the credits are over a way too close zoom in on a TV screen, mm-hmm. you know, like so a old CRT. Pixels. Um, and it's just, it's Mario Van Peebles. I mean, you can't really tell through because it's so close, except, that, you know, unless you recognize his voice. Um, just kind of giving a sermon about problems, you know, in the inner city and like why they don't happen in other neighborhoods. And then like, well, you know, it's time to actually do something about it. And then it's like, 
Judgment Day. The mm-hmm. movie starts. So. We're going to close this church. Yeah. Now it's now we're in Peru. The movie. Because yes. I'm pretty sure it goes right from that to Peru. Because it was like it just opens at a little, you know, little church, ch- little church in Peru, mm-hmm. and it's just people going about their day, and then suddenly CG meteor destroys this town. I yeah. have to stop everything real quick here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a small town in Peru. Oh, and sorry. I mean, lo siento. No, no. Um, and like, it's it looks like the fucking cast out of The Three Amigos. Mm-hmm. It looks like the town from The Three Amigos. And there's this dude in the background wearing like a fucking, just the whitest dude ever wearing like a knit hat and a, a red sweater or something. And he just... Yep. Man, this guy, it's like an intern accidentally walked onto the set when it, they were filming this. It was so... It's weird on top of that because everyone almost looks like they're in period dress clothes, too. Like, right, it doesn't yeah, look exactly, like modern yeah, times. It's the 1930s Peru. Yeah, right. But it, also... It's like Keanu Reeves, the time traveler, was just suddenly in Peru. Yeah. yeah. They they lovingly set up, like, this dude, the, the, the preacher, and here's his routine, and here's, you know, he's opening up the church, and he's speaking to the townspeople, and it's like, oh, well, this... Here's the here, church, here's the steeple... Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, obviously this is going to be a main one of our main characters, and then no, <laughs> bad CG meteor shows up mm-hmm. and obliterates this little village. Hello, yeah. my name is Bad CG Meteor. You did not pay. He's Russian. Uh, <laughs> you did not pay your protection money, little Peruvian town. Goodbye. You explode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, yeah. So right, that... right to uh, the what were they called? Like the D. IA, like the Defense Initiative. Defense Intelligence Agency, Agency yeah, or something, something like that. that doesn't exist. Yeah, and there's like, Space well, Force. Yeah, Space yeah. Force basically <laughs> is like, well, Peru, that, that town in Peru is gone. Yeah, and, uh, 100% lost. Like, well, why didn't our like space net like catch that? They're like, it was too bit, it was too little. Like, we wouldn't have caught it anyway. Yeah. We only had like three minutes of warning. Yeah. Could have done anything about it anyway. But they're real quick and just like, look, that's not the issue. Yeah. The issue is the... 26 kilometer giant piece of rock that's coming straight for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Or Deep Impact. Or mm-hmm. I mean, Armageddon is really more a- appropriate because A, it's not a comet, and B, you know, it's you've got pieces and it's like everybody's freaking out. It's like, yeah, but what about the what about the big one? Well, that, that's the weird thing about this is that the explanation for everything seems to confuse all the actors throughout the rest of the film because the official explanation, which they just brush through real quick, is that a comet hit the asteroid belt and projected, just shot one of the asteroids towards us. Wasn't that literally how Armageddon happened? I, I th- no. Or was it two, uh, two asteroids? Like something happened, something hit the asteroid belt and dragged a, one of the asteroids into yeah, us. Yeah, but I don't remember. All I know is they required a deep core driller. Yeah, sure. They have to drill. Sure. Um, but like, so throughout this, like people will say comet, people will say asteroid, people will just well, say whatever. I mean, Ice-T is the only one that says comet after they're like, comet hit an asteroid. And he's <laughs> yeah. just like, comet, comet, I don't know, it's a thing. <laughs> it's the first thing Ice-T, whatever is the first thing you tell Ice-T, that's what he remembers. Anything after that is just... He likes things know. clean. He's thinking about comet. <laughs> yeah, but, scrubbing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's like, get, get the plans in place. And that's when they argue about, well, we have... Linebacker. We have yeah, we have linebacker who was developed by Dick the Cardigan wearing guy, the scientist guy, who was hit. the president's college roommate. Yeah, we find out later that the reason why he won out over this other guy is because he was the president's college roommate, and yeah. that's why he won the defense contract. Yeah, and everyone's like, that shit ain't gonna work because it's basically just a rocket with a bunch of nukes loaded on the side, and just like Armageddon, they're like, yeah, it's just gonna explode on the surface. You know, there's like. It's space. There's mm-hmm. nothing forcing it into the comet. It's just going to explode all around it. Yep. And the, comet, and, and the thing's just going to keep the, coming. And the other one, the one that they didn't use, is 
now this guy's a college professor, yeah. and he developed a, a system called the Thor, a yes. Thor system or something like that, and yeah. it's mm-hmm. like dark matter based? Antimatter. Antimatter. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Mm. But yeah. He, we ain't got no dark matter. <laughs> we ain't got no antimatter either. <laughs> I mean, not that we've well, just Well, not anymore. Harnessed. We used it at the oh. end of this to blow up the thing. True. Yeah. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for Thor. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but so it's like the Thor initiative or so, the yeah, something. So they're like, they're like, we've got this system, but we don't know how to turn it on. Get the guy who invented it. <laughs> yeah, because we rejected it, so we don't have. But the, he built the it key. anyway. Apparently, yeah, it exists. It's <laughs> like, ready to go. He, did, he didn't win the defense contract, <laughs> but we still let him fuck around with antimatter and build a thing. <laughs> it's just in a warehouse <laughs> yeah. somewhere. He was just like, ah, I was, it was a, it was, hey, a man. it was spring break. I was bored. It was going to go to waste. Yeah, if you didn't. Yeah. So. What else am I going to use antimatter for? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> For times when it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Yeah. When it really doesn't matter. Yeah. They never. Yeah, qu- I don't think they ever quite explain why they need him. I don't think they really explain. Like I said, he didn't win the contract. No, I know. Or what did they do? Just be like, y'all both build it and we'll just pick our favorite. Yeah. I did spend most of the movie wondering, like, are they going to have him build something once he gets out? Yeah. Because they, you know, they also set a timetable of like three days. Yes. It, so they'll be here in four. We need him in three because... Yeah, you know. So they send some goons, you know, government goons, to go get him, and he, he like said he's just teaching at a college. Yeah. And um, how do you make teacher assistant comes in? Yeah, and she's just like, like, I'm going to be your you yeah know, TA now, or here's my TNA. Here's, here's, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's TNA. And then they're like, okay, well, you know, we're government people, so come with us. And right. he's like, I don't want to. You fire me. And he's like, well, come anyway. And he's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how it yeah. goes. Yes. <laughs> And they get, they get him in the car, and it turns out Hottie McTA lady and some other dude. Well, it turns out it's uh, it, it's Mar- Mario Van Peebles. Mario Van yeah. Mario Peebles. Yeah. Who is uh, playing Thomas Paine. He is, yeah. He's a man of common sense. Oh, Reverend Thomas Paine. But, uh, yeah. He All did. the names in this are, like, right out of fucking bungee halo bullshit. Everything just Thor yeah. and linebacker and pain and it, like everyone I mean, has a real simple name, but I was gonna say like I mean honestly the the two satellite things make sense. I mean the linebacker is line, not line, a bad name. Line make, linebacker no. makes sense. It's like you know it's gonna block or it's gonna tackle a you know a giant <laughs> asteroid. You know like it makes yeah. sense. It's like it does. It's dumb, but I it's know. like I, I, I mean the only thing I have a problem with is like you really going to tell me that Dick Cardigan is going to name something <laughs> linebacker? That's the only thing. It's like yeah, no, he'd that be guy's like, like never watched a minute of football in his life. No, and linebackers probably dumped his head in a toilet. <laughs> I was going to say yeah. college. He's, he named it linebacker because it crushed everything that he couldn't in college. Oh, yeah. nice. Mm. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they uh, they they shoot the government guys and take the scientist. They do. Yeah, it's weird because so. Mario Van Peebles has what we would typically consider to be iced tea hair in this. Because, like, you first bit, yeah. you first see him putting a ticket on the car. You see him from the back, and we're like, oh, there's iced tea. What's mm-hmm. he, why is he writing that guy a ticket? Like, is he going to be, like, a, a, a meter reader who gets swept up in this bullshit? I was really hoping <laughs> for that, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So They call it don't speed. <laughs> So it was funny like, at the end when the two of them end up fighting each other. It was just like, is this a battle for who gets the gets the take the wig home to for the next movie? You know, right. give me back my surviving the game here. <laughs> well, they also like for half a second, I thought they were going to be brothers. And I mean, not because like everyone's like brother, this brother, that right. for everybody. It was like something about your family and all this. It yeah. was like, oh, OK, so long lost brother went crazy and. But no, not at all. Mm-mm. They give Mario Van Peebles a hundred different backstories. It is so confusing to figure know. out because he's like special forces mm-hmm. who then went army ranger and was like shaking down every criminal in L.A. 
and scared them all to death. And then he decided to stop doing that. And then all the criminals bubbled back up again. And he has so many backstories. But so, yeah, so they 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 kidnap uh, Thor guy, (laughs) Johnny Cage. Uh, and then there's a police chase because mm-hmm. immediately the cops are just because, well, they're gunshots. because fucking Jimmy Olsen was there interviewing him and has taken a bunch of photographs of this mm-hmm. <laughs> supposed thing that went down, which and, means nothing because well, they show them to the army dudes and the army dudes are like, oh, it's Mario Van Peebles. OK, that's we get Susie Amos because she knows more about him. Sure. But anyway, so there's a car chase with some good stunting in it that ends with Mario Van Peebles uh, grenade launching. A police car, which then launches the two cops. Oh man! They just spring launch these. Those cops. cops are like jumping off trampolines. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen off. that clip for some reason. Yeah, it has probably been used in other things mm-hmm. because everything in this, as goofy as a lot of it is, is unique to this film. Yeah, but being a in the universe of Fred Olin Ray, yeah. you know this shit got chopped up and spread out over 900 other movies. Yeah, because I mean, I just, I feel like I've seen that the two cops jumping for, or being springboarded away from the explosion yeah. somewhere else. You probably have. Yeah. I don't doubt it. It has probably been reused probably. many a time. Yeah. But yeah, so we were like, all right, that's cool. I do like that the one cop calls it out. He's like, grenade launcher. Hey, he's yeah. got a grenade launcher. <laughs> yeah. Like, not just like, dive, get out of the way. He's like, he's got a grenade launcher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not things you say when a grenade launcher is being pointed mm-hmm. at you, but also prior to this, because like they 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 drop they drop Johnny Cage in the car, and um, he's oh, he's not awake for any of this because they immediately produce a syringe, and you know are going to knock him out with whatever stuff. But he's like, <laughs> it's so good because he's like, no 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 no, no. <laughs> I don't want to go yeah. to sleep, <laughs> and he does. No, like so he wasn't even awake for all of this stuff. Yeah, he missed but, all of it. But yeah, so they, they've got him and they've got him in their, you know, religious compound and guards and guns and all of your typical Waco bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess my thing about them doing this is why not just kill him? It does. They make... had no problem killing dozens of other people. Sure. I mean, yeah, their point is like, hey, this is, somehow they know this is the one guy that can turn the one system on that's actually going to work. Well, because there's a mole in the in the space defense force. Sure. But uh, I mean, again, yeah. like if they if they believe this is the one guy that can turn the thing on that will stop their prophecy, then well, because they, they also explain there's a secret society amongst intelligence officials of this new order of fuck the earth and you know it's some fucking cult that's it's a that's, doomsday but, cult yeah but yeah he's he's right they should have just killed him because that would have stopped the plan yeah it doesn't make any sense because they just take him back to the compound yeah. put him in a jail cell yes. and it's just like you're gonna stay here and wait to die with the rest of us mm-hmm. yeah no? I, also, I mean because they could have leaned harder into because there's a point where it's like they're almost trying to indoctrinate him and just be like yes you know you're an atheist you're a scientist like why don't you believe what we believe and he's of course was like nah but that's but, kind of the end of it like they're it like yeah that's they, what i'm saying if they leaned harder into that like that was their motivation of like let's take the enemy and turn him into on our to our side yeah but they don't you know. yeah Mm-mm. yeah it, it's as soon as they find out he's an atheist it's just like it's like it stops they're just like okay well we're just gonna feed you and then you'll die yeah but we meet Susie amos she's she wakes up and it's it's her birthday because she's getting a call from mom mm-hmm. and boyfriend dude is there and he's like, we're going to be in San Francisco in a few hours, right? For your birthday. That'd be great. And she's like, yeah. Oh, but I got a call from work. Got to go, you know, defuse a hostage situation like you do <laughs> on your on your birthday. Yep, you know, just, just, let me, let me just pop over there and defuse a hostage situation. Yeah, you just roll up and go, what do you got? And then you go and do. So they, you business. know, they show off that like, I mean, 
we I think BJ and I were, we were probably all thinking it, but I mean, like they lean pretty heavy into like, hey, you remember Clary Starling? You know, oh, like, yeah. kind of Southern accent, no makeup, you know, FBI person. Mm-hmm. Let's do that with her. Yes. Yeah, she so, was 100% doing her Clary Starling impression. Yeah. So like, yeah, she rolls in and it's like, I don't have time for this. It's my birthday. Like, just let me in. I'm gonna, we're going to give you whatever demands you want because, you know, we don't fuck around with hostage situations anymore. Yeah. Not since Waco and Ruby Ridge. Right. Yeah. Which was, God, the theme of every 90s anything would always just like, the FBI done fuck around since Ruby Ridge and Waco is like, okay. And then eventually we just said, fuck that. The FBI does whatever it wants again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She shoots those dudes. Well, first she's like, write down what you want and then like you know uses her pin to stab the guy in the hand and yep. disarm because there's only like one armed person among the two well they, they <laughs> yeah. both got guns yeah. but like yeah. the other dude is just like yeah. i'll write my demands and yeah. then he and it, gets stabbed in the like hand i mean all right i'm not i'm not trying to downplay this because i'd like to think that you know all people are created you know equal when it comes to the fbi hostage negotiation thing mm-hmm. uh-huh. but this is two scumbags holding well now one prostitute <laughs> Yep. There's a dead prostitute in the room and right. one alive one. Yes. And they've called in the FBI. Like, I don't I don't think so. You would like to think that we call out the big guns for every sort of hostage situation, but it's like well, two scumbags yeah. in a shitty motel. To be fair, with the guy, one one prostitute held hostage. I mean, the guy did have a crazy double barrel shotgun. He did. It was pretty cool. Maybe I the just, hotel I, was I, like I'm, a yeah, federal. I'm saying they don't call it out for a hooker and a half. I, I, yeah, <laughs> you know. All right. And my point is like we like normal local police you know, they the SWAT team has a negotiator. It's like you don't call out the FBI for like one hostage. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. yeah I mean the LAPD would not, they're, all not, over not this. her occupation. I'm just saying it's like it's one hostage and one dead person. Yeah. Which is almost kind of like automatic like eh, 50-50 shot. Like we're, we're already halfway down, you know, like, like <laughs> Yeah. Let's just go in. Well, well, I wonder yeah. what the circumstances were that led to a hostage crisis. Uh the one lady died you know. and yeah, there was like don't you fucking die or i'll kill you and then it's like oh shit yeah they yeah. got a hooker up there and they're gonna kill her if she dies <laughs> <laughs> sure that makes the most sense sure. out of anything it does any possibility bitch probably had their money mm. <laughs> not anymore yeah they killed her she did well, uh, well yeah that one did the second hooker lived though she did and uh six head goes along her day or whatever. Well, no, Max Gale shows up and he's like, oh, that's right. Great work here. Listen, uh, we're going to give you carte blanche to do whatever the fuck you want. Go get Mario Van Peebles. Mm-hmm. Max Gale, by the way, doing his best Robert Forster impression. Yeah, he's that guy in this. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, man, I really wish Robert Forster would have been in that role. That would have been a good role for him. Yeah, but yeah. he was he was high and mighty at this point. But they they, you know, they paint some backstory of like, yeah, you tried to get, you know, you know pain one time, uh-huh. you know, and he got off. It's through the legal system or whatever. It's twisted like, the legal what system. What is like, we tell you, you could do whatever you want. She's yeah. like, well, yeah. <laughs> Basically, yes. Yeah. She's like, give me a week to put my team together. You're like, no, nah, no, nah, you nah, have 36 you. hours. Yeah. She's like, and, well. And he does say, like, she's like, oh, you're the FBI. Mm-hmm. Or like, you're, you're Space Force. Put a team together. Yeah. Find this dude. And he's like, no. Got she's like, so I can really do whatever I want. Cut to Ice T's in prison. Yeah. Having a flashback about some dead people. That, it makes no he sense. He got his parole rejection right. letter. In, yeah, it was in all the jail it was mail. all artistic, like you know, <laughs> yeah, music video style, like you know, a white dove and a rejected parole yeah. hearing, and yes, <laughs> and then some dead people that we have no context for. Yeah, you know, we will, that we will eventually. Yes, Mario Van Peebles' brother mm. killed killed him. Mm-hmm. That's why he's in jail. Yeah. Um. 
But basically, they walk him all the way out to the outside gate of the prison, and she's just like, "Okay, come with me. Let's go kill. Uh, let's go kill Mario Van Peebles." It takes a little bit of talking, I and he's just like, "Nah." And, and like in you a commented, world of killing Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> like you commented right away, he is above and beyond Ice T. Like he's laying on. He's thick. leaning ice into thick. the ice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, He's is just he, like, do you want like me to ex- just talk, or do you like want me extra to... sweet iced tea? Yeah, it's like, do you want to pour? You want me to pour the sugar on this? <laughs> you want me like, to pour some sugar on? Yeah, you? it's like, yes. So he is, he is just like chin up, just like, nah. You know, it's just, it's just oh, that yeah. fucking attitude iced tea that you want. You're like, okay, we're gonna be okay here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a bunch of like, hey, you need to do this. And he's like, well, nah, I don't, just, I don't I mean, fuck with no cops. My favorite part about this is they're having the like the '90s style like. What if I told you, you know, if I was looking the other way, it's things happen. He's like, so you're saying if I killed him, you wouldn't care. She's like, well, if I was looking the other way and stuff. And he and, happened to and die. And he happened to die. And I, I didn't see you it do happened. it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, just yeah, fucking we say all it. Fucking yeah. get it. Yeah. 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 Just, just, just say it. Just say you can murder him and I won't get in trouble and you won't get in trouble. That's the two the- guards behind them. Like, I wonder what they're they're saying to each other when they're walking back. Has there... They're obviously within earshot. They're yeah. going to be like, Did that just... FBI lady just told this prisoner to kill somebody. They just signed a murder pact. Weird. Are we supposed to be hearing this? <laughs> do we do something about this? Oh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, back to guarding. Yeah. So uh, they just, you know, drive around LA. And he's like, I'm going to get some contacts together. Let's go get chicken and waffles. <laughs> right. And they just they just start their 90s movie banter. This is before white people realize that chicken and waffles is a great idea. Yes. because he, Way before white people picked up on it. He mentions it and she's well, like... she didn't even know about it. She's like, you mean together? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, "The I will never eat that fucking concoction you were describing. She's such an idiot. She's an idiot. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. She's an idiot. But... Well, is she? Because she married James Cameron. Well, I just mean mean, this FBI lady. Oh, okay. The soon-to-be... Turns down chicken and waffles. True. alone. True. (laughs) The fuck? But, I mean, there's Titanic and Avatar money to be had later, Uh, so, you know. Yeah, but even at the the end... All the chicken and waffles you can eat. She's like, don't expect me to ever eat your chicken and waffles. And he's like, whatever. (laughs) Dumb white lady. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, so they basically go to not Roscoe's chicken and waffles. Um, And it just, like, immediately there's a dude there, and Ice-T's like, "Ah, I know him. And she's like, no, I'll go in and get food. You stay here handcuffed to the car. Mm. And he's like, what? No. Uh, but he quickly enlists two guys to come over and help him escape because she goes in looking for that guy. That guy goes running out the door. And then Ice-T clobbers him with a two by four. Yeah. And this guy kind of becomes their contact for the rest of the movie. Yeah. this guy. Whenever, whenever they hit a dead end, they yeah. just go back to this guy. He, he and knows everything, but it's like he could have told them the end first. And they could have skipped all the other bullshit running around because they do like two or three things that have no bearing on anything. And then they finally go back to him and get like one piece of information. It's like, oh, all right, that. Mm -hmm. Um, But this guy's good. Like this guy. Okay, his name's D'Artagnan Edmonds is the actor's name. And he didn't do much. Yeah, but he's good. Like like he delivers stuff almost as if he's ad libbing everything. Yeah. I think it was just. And I think it was just Ice T being menacing. In a good way. Just, yes, he's yeah. very good at reacting to Ice T. Because Ice T is just standing him over. He's like, "Be glad I picked up that two by four. You could have tripped on it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like you broke my nose. And when yeah. they get him inside, and Ice T's like, "Let me see," and just grabs it. It's like it's not broken, but yeah. if you don't tell me where he is, I'll break it. 
Yeah, because like, he I, used to be he used to be part of the cult too. I guess they're and, all either part of the gang or the cult, or they hate him or they love him or I don't know. But yeah. I assume that this cult started out as just a church, and then it went culty once he did that TV broadcast <laughs> when he shut down the church. And, yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know. Man. But they they like go to Ice T's sister's house to I don't know get stuff. Ice T's sister's a cop. Does that ever come up again? No, no, no. yeah. No, but they do. It's, I don't think it's actually his actual sister, more like adopted sort of sister. Like, <clears throat> I don't think they were actually related. I think it was like, because he said something like, I, he, I met him when I was four years old and he took care of me and oh. just I sort of like, you know, yeah. I didn't even pick up on like that. unofficial family, you know, gotcha. yeah. Yeah. she's a cop. They they use Doesn't her matter. car for the rest of the movie, a red Ford Mustang. Yeah. And she gets some non-cop looking clothes, except for every time someone sees him. So you're like, well, who's that? That cop? woman looks like a cop. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, the Damon guy keeps well, calling her Pippi Longstocking. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but they've they've got to go meet uh, Lucifer or mm-hmm. Luther. Luther. Yeah, Mario Van Peebles calls him Lucifer. I think he was actually saying Luth- Luther for it. Is, yeah, well, it's, his name is Luther, right? But Mario Van Peebles keeps calling him Lucifer. I know, and Ice T pronounced it Lucifer. <laughs> Lucifer. I, I think I'm saying I think Mario Van Peebles was actually saying Luther for oh, well, like like mix his name with Lucifer. Maybe I don't. Whatever doesn't matter. But, but it's Coolio. He's a he's an arms dealer, and this this it, has no point nothing whatsoever. Nothing at all. Uh, it gets Coolio in the movie. Sure, it does. It he does. comes out being all Coolio, and Ice T's like. Tell me what I want to know. And then, like, there's another guy who's, like, Coolio, but without the dumb hair. Warmio, I guess. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been waiting to make that joke, Chuck? Uh, since I saw him in the movie. Okay. But, uh, so, it's just it just turns into, like, this half-second Mexican standoff gun Quentin Tarantino thing. It's pretty dumb. Where it's just that guy's head back and forth, like, who do I shoot? Do I defend Coolio, or do I shoot the lady who's obviously a cop? And then everybody gets shot. Mm-hmm. Both Coolio and that guy. Uh, well, Ice T like pops Coolio up to be yes. a human shield, and then the cop <laughs> takes care of Warmio. <laughs> yes, and then Ice T has Coolio down on the ground. It's just like, all right, man, go out the honest way. Tell me what I want to know. <laughs> Coolio is just like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> and then Blech. they both can become room temperature yo. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. The end for Coolio. So that went nowhere. Yeah, yeah. so they, so pointless. They just go back to to Damon, who's got a chick with him in a hot tub, trying to get her to go down on him <laughs> under yeah. the water. And she's like, "No, I heard someone died in Australia." This is like doing their that. attempt at one of those Pulp Fiction type scenes. Exactly. Yeah, it's because it, <laughs> it's the nineties. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and I, this whole thing, like I, <laughs> I'll just note it now. This whole thing, like. It came out in 99, mm-hmm. but it feels like it's like 92, 93, 94. Like yeah, the filmmaking techniques and everything. And yeah. like the, the there's like this swoosh that comes when they transition scenes and just like everything that you would think was bullshit from the early 90s. Yeah, but like is the, in this. The, the swoosh transition thing is really the only bullshit part of it. Like the filmmaking is very normal. It's yeah. not shaky cam or, or stupid cutting or anything like that. It really kind of feels like 2000s TV to me yeah, for some reason. Like, like some, some sort of the way that it's... Gritty Fox show like New York Undercover. Well, I think yeah. it's because Deathstalker went on to direct a whole yeah. lot of television. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. He made like two movies and then every fucking episode of a television show you can think of. Um, but Ice-T just shows up and shoots the hot tub that they're in. <laughs> yeah, no, she, Ice-T no, doesn't it was, shoot. It was, it's yeah. Five Head that shoots. Yeah. <laughs> or at least it's getting down to a normal size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's shrinking. <laughs> Yeah, D- Damon was going for a weapon. Yeah, and, and then she then, shot the hot tub. Yeah. 
<laughs> Five head puts three shots in the hot tub. Yeah. And uh, then Ice-T threatens to shoot him in the dick. Yep. And he says, get that gun away from my beef my or something beef. like that. Yes. <laughs> He's like, hey, man. Yeah. And, and then later on, beat. he's like, I see you aiming at the left ball. All right. <laughs> yep. I'll tell you what you we don't want to know. And basically, he's just like, I need some connection. Someone that can tell me where pain is. And it's like, okay, this lady, she lives in a trailer. Yeah, There's she no address. She survived. It's just, you go They thought see she her. was dead. Yeah. She came out of the coma. Mm-hmm. She's hiding out in a trailer. Yeah. So they go to see her. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, this whole thing is supposed to be like 36 hours. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the asteroid is going to hit. Or whatever, a meteor is going to hit Earth. Yes. And there it's like, is, there's a lot of like, well, let's go over here. Let's go over here. Let's there go over is here. not the sense of urgency no. that you would expect. No. Well, I mean, it's kind of like Armageddon, where it's just like, I, all right, let's go to here and train these people. Yeah, but it's so it's kind of interesting in that until the San Francisco thing, which hasn't happened yet, it's about to happen, happens, none of our main characters know anything about what's happening yeah they're just like you need to get this guy back they're just like doing police procedural go find a guy and we'll take care you know that's all this movie is for the most part Mm -hmm. it's just the military dudes who know what's going on Mm -hmm. it's just weird for a movie to be a potential disaster movie like a a deep impact or an armageddon but not really be about that Mm -hmm. that's what's so strange yeah Yeah, i mean it seems like i know you don't want you know they they do the obvious movie explanation of you don't want to start mass panic by telling people but you might want to light a little bit of a fire under the person finding the one guy who might can stop this the whole thing. one person yeah. finding the right. one guy yeah because yeah. like they told her she has a ticking clock yeah but they're just like, not or, like or it's not gonna matter yeah, wait, yeah. Wait. hours yeah and she's just like okay yeah, which yeah. Can, i mean you could interpret it as like well if it's not gonna matter then if i fuck up then oh well yeah, yeah. not and, like it's not gonna matter yeah, and Nothing while this matter. has been going on, they had, um, you know, they they had their first attempt with linebacker mm-hmm. to stop the asteroid. Yeah, which fails. Mm-hmm. They all think it's one, but then he's like, "What's the Doppler time on the, it?" The Doppler delay. Doppler delay. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, no, it didn't work. No, because and, of course it fucking didn't. Yeah, and smarmy voice box is just like, oh. What happened? I don't understand. And everyone's like, yeah, you fucked up. You killed us all, you dumbass. Your <laughs> right. thing didn't work. But also, a little tiny chunk has appeared on a trajectory towards San Francisco. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they only notice it like a minute and 30 seconds before it hits. Mm-hmm. So they just have to sit there and watch it. And it just so happens that that's where Susie Amos's boyfriend has been hanging out the whole time, waiting for her to come back so they can have dinner. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that she didn't even call him. Like, no. not even just be like, yeah, I'm not going to make San Francisco. Well, they just keep trading voicemails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just like, hey, leaving another voicemail. Maybe we, mm-hmm. maybe tonight we can have dinner. I'm so hungry. And <laughs> <laughs> hangs up, strolls over to the window and is just like, oh, no. And then... The worst comically stupid CG meteor just kind of rumbles into town and goes behind like a postcard of the city mm-hmm. and then just <laughs> like just cartoon poop just flo- yeah. floods the screen. It's just blocks of nothing just explode mm-hmm. on the screen for four seconds. And then you're like, oh, OK, San Francisco's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile the, in San Francisco, <laughs> yeah. meanwhile, Ice-T and uh, Fivehead have met up with the lady who was in a coma mm-hmm. and are questioning her about what, what happened. And she's like, well, you're going to, he, this is the last videotape he sent out the last sermon he made before yeah. he went underground. And mm-hmm. it's the thing from the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And they're well, like, yeah. okay, so what does any of that mean? How are we going to find him? And she's like, well, they were, <laughs> I think they were holed up in a warehouse and it might have started <laughs> with 
E, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, it was like warehouse and something. It might have started with an E. Yeah. And now they probably should have been like, oh, Detective Vision, I see on the tape here, mm-hmm. you know, in the background. Like, oh, yeah. Like here's the a, here's but a no, a- they figured it out based on that. And we yeah. have no like... Oh, we well, yeah. It well, out. well, they figured it out later. Yeah. Because while they're talking to her, like Mario Van Peebles has been notified mm-hmm. that they've discovered it, which I'm not sure how. Because she's got she moles everywhere. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's like it's one of those things. Like, okay, we there is a mole in the in the space force, mm-hmm. but it's not like like she's been checking in the whole time. You know, not that we've seen you. Yeah. But yeah. Well, well, he's actually like, oh man, we got you on the phone. You know, <laughs> like like. <laughs> right. it, He's kind of surprised that she's called in. Yes. But somehow Mario Van Peebles knows where this woman is mm-hmm. and that they machine gun her. They they machine mach- gun up her trailer. They machine gun up her trailer, uh, hit her first. Oh, immediately. Like the yeah. first shot hits her. Oh, yeah. They bail out the back window. And then Mario Van Peebles is like, all right, I'm famous for my grenade launcher. Mm-hmm. Let me explode this trailer. And it's like, what was the point of the? Yeah, just. You could have launched that grenade in there and murdered all three yeah. of them. Lead with the lead with the grenade launcher. Yeah. So he blows up that trailer. It's a life lesson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, technically, I don't think they knew they were in there because because like they just blew up the t- trailer and they're like, yeah, traitor. Exactly. Traitor trailer. And, you know, so I don't think it was like, well, let's go there and stop them from finding us. It was no, just I like, know. you know, they're going to go blow her up. But it's weird because then Ice-T and Susie Amos are out right behind the explosion and they're like, Man, I'm gonna kill Mario Van Peebles when I see him, and and we're like, he's right there. Yeah. He's twenty piece, paces away from you. You have guns. Like you could end this. Like you're not not armed, and you could just get the drop mm. on them right now. But no, it's just like let them go away, and then uh, during like while they were inside talking to her, the they had a little earthquake. Yeah, which rumble. wasn't an earthquake. It was San Francisco getting annihilated. Yep. Um, because when they when they leave, Ice T immediately turns on the car radio, and it's just news reports of the fucking devastation mm-hmm. like there's a helicopter pilot trying to do the news and he's just like i can't no more questions i have to go mm-hmm. everything's just a black scorch mark everything's yeah. gone and the dj's are like but wait <laughs> i have to ask and he's just like well he's gone we can't ask him anything so mm-hmm. yeah uh she's immediately like calls the general and is just like the fuck why didn't you tell she me about this for car insurance yes she had to get a little cg man into the movie. actually i was gonna say i think maybe the same cg people <laughs> yes, worked probably. on that as the, the, the commercial yeah. mc squared digital yeah. people yeah <laughs> which I, I would go ahead and make the joke because when that came up in the credits that the computer graphics were done by e equals mc squared i was like well they were relatively garbage <laughs> <laughs> science ah. ha. um but yeah she calls the general and is just like the fuck why didn't you tell me about this and and he's like well yeah <laughs> and she's like ah and she's like why didn't you tell people he's like to do what what <laughs> so well, yeah, they all he, fucking panic well also he just lays on like we couldn't have even stopped that like that thing was yeah. tiny like the thing we're worried about is you know a thousand times bigger than that it's what we call a global killer yeah <laughs> yeah he's like anyone who's not it's, killed it's an ele yeah, yeah. anyone who's not killed immediately is gonna die in the fallout mm-hmm but this so san francisco and oakland have been completely obliterated now L.A. doesn't notice this at all. Like, there is no nah. reaction in the city of L.A. to any of this because they go to a phone booth and Ice-T finds the E page of the phone booth and just is like, there's 15 E buildings. We got this. Time to check them out. And whips out a cell phone and just starts calling things. And like Harlow said, no, 
So cell phone line. No, <laughs> there were only eight cell phone lines back then. They would mm-hmm. all be fucking jammed. The planet would be total chaos right now. As as someone who was alive during a fairly catastrophic event, mm-hmm. cell phones didn't work. Yeah, mm-hmm. most land, a lot of landlines didn't work yeah. very reliably. Yeah, on that day. But, but yeah. LA is just in a bubble. They don't care. Mm-hmm. So, um, Mario Van Peebles goes and visits uh, Damon, and he's just like. I heard you've been telling Ice T all my business, mm. and he's like, "No, I would never." Do- yeah, I did that because uh, Marvin Van Peebles has some crazy lie detector. He's just like, "You know how I know you're lying because the Earth and the Jesus and things." And he's like, "Yeah, okay, you got me." Um, and he murders him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and while all this has been going on, Lyndon Ashby has been like kind of bonding with Tiny Lister because mm-hmm. Tiny Lister has been like, "All right, I'll bring you a Bible, and we'll." discuss all this yeah. you know they, they learn the answers star. for why you're here yeah and eventually you know they tell him okay you know he tells him oh it's in revelations read it and then he's like wait so what and then and then this is when it finally dawns on him he's like oh fuck are you serious it's like wait they the need Earth's me for my up? my thor thing that yeah. is finished in a warehouse they just need me to tell them the four digit code yeah. or whatever yeah, how do you <laughs> use it? I, I like that they just they get in this like you couldn't figure out a four digit code <laughs> they get in this like dime store like break the robot logic yes. battle of well, if God made this, why would he want to destroy it? And he's like, well, because, you know, he did it once before and water and now it's going to be fire. And he's like, yeah, but if God created all of us, he created me and he put the thought of how to destroy the thing in my head. So isn't that also God's will? Huh? Checkmate. Yeah. And Zeus is like, mm. yeah, I think he's actually buying it. But that's when, you know, Mario and people does the I'm standing in the yeah. doorway listening thing like, yeah. Yeah. Brother Clarence, what's this bullshit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't leave your leave your gun out in the hallway. <laughs> Someone's yeah. gonna get hurt. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's kind of the end of that. And, yeah, and then yeah, because they had a working cell phone leads into the last. Yeah, act. They, they, they like yeah, they had a working cell phone in the middle of a, a national disaster. They found the the E building. <laughs> They're just like this is it. They just cut to them yeah. parked outside. This mm-hmm. is it. <laughs> It's like the fuck. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and they're just they didn't want to waste time with a montage. Come on, <laughs> but they're just montage trying... of Ice tea on the phone going, "Hey, <laughs> what kind of warehouse are you? You got yeah. Mario Van Peebles in there? <laughs> what kind of logistics do you have and stuff? <laughs> like, do you, do you accept pods? <laughs> you got cults in there? Nah, no, right. no cults. All okay. right, <laughs> that ain't it. <laughs> so anyway, they're right there, and. They're also like right there to where they're just inside, and yeah, they just get caught by Hadi. Uh, Mario uh, Van Peebles' wife, yeah. and Zeus, and Zeus is like, "Go get Mario Van Peebles. I got this." And then as soon as she's as soon as she goes around a corner, he's like, "All right, come with me. Mm-hmm. We have to go free the man and yes. save the planet." Yes, his logic has flipped him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, they get to him. <laughs> there's one part where he's running with ice T and ice T's like, you got a key for that lock. And he's like, yep. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Which, yeah. Cause they've, they've shown up. They're like, Hey, he was here with them at mm-hmm. gunpoint. And then he shoots the lock. And they're like, no. Yeah. Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. And then there's not much to this. Um, it's a lot of people getting shot. Yes. Zeus gets shot. Yeah, Zeus yeah, is like yeah. St- Mario Van Peebles like kills him immediately. Yeah, he was he's, he's just, just like in standing in the doorway, and then they're like, "Okay, well, we got his gun now. So when I do covering fire, you just take off because you know the needs of the mini kind of thing." Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um, and this is when she loses perspective because mm-hmm. she's like, <laughs> I mean, for real, because she's like, he's like, "All right, get him out of here. I'll save all you." And 
this is the guy who can save the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally, the world ends if you don't get this guy out. Yes. And she's basically like, I'm not leaving you, Ice-T. And he's like, nah, you got to go. Mm-hmm. And she won't. I mean, it takes her a long time to actually get this guy who, let's keep in mind, vital for the survival of literally every life on the planet. Yes. That why wouldn't you just be like, all right, peace. <laughs> we'll come back, try and save you, maybe. Yep. Because again, it, it's well, like, yeah, it's she, like she, my she, pet peeve in all of these yeah. movies is it's like, uh, if you, if you, it doesn't matter if you save him. If you don't do this other thing, everyone dies anyway. Mm-hmm. And you've saved nothing. Mm-hmm. But nah. But she gets them all the way outside, calls the you know space force people, and are like, "Get a chopper here immediately." <laughs> there's a, there's a brief there's a brief thing where um, Johnny Cage is talking to the head of yeah. space force dude, and it's like he's like, "All right, you just got to calibrate the things," and he's like, "Oh, oh, oh yeah. I may work for space force, but I'm gonna stop you right there. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about." <laughs> yeah, and he, they, he's like my dad when he's like, "How do I email a picture? How do I send a picture?" And I'm like, "No all email, right. hot dog." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it's like, I, I'll start telling him. He's like, whoa, whoa, you're going way over my head here. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so stupid. He's just like, just tell it to him when you get in the chopper. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, patch him through now. Like, just connect the call to fucking NASA. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Waiting for the chopper to show up. That's fucking dumb. Yeah. Get the information right now. But he's just like, all right, when the chopper shows up, you just you just well, have him call well, NASA. On, it's so much better to talk in a chopper <laughs> than it is while you're still standing on the ground. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a lot easier. Yeah, and we should note that uh, she... Eventually killed the uh, Mara Van People's wife. Yeah, she got tagged in the shoulder, which like doesn't affect her in oh, the slightest. N- not even. Yeah, she can climb ladders still. At she's first, like, I was like, did she just pretend to get shot? Because it's not until like the very end when someone's like, or Ice T is like, ah, you got winged, you know. But <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a movie. Nope. Nobody ever you should gets seriously some, injured you should by some waffles getting... with that wing. <laughs> <laughs> mm. That's called the Obama at Roscoe's. <laughs> All right, yeah. but yeah, eventually, eventually Ice T catches up with Mario Van Peebles, and mm-hmm. they have a poorly edited fight it's in not, which they spend a lot of time grabbing each other's necks. It's it, not, it, it's a their, real fight. No, their fight is it looks like two blind people trying to look at each other. <laughs> yes, let me now feel your face. Hello, <laughs> I mean, because they're just like, huh. I see you. It's, and and another pet peeve. They have their hands all over each other's faces, and neither of them goes for the eye gouge. No. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. No. For, for two people on a on a gangway thing with very mm. close quarters, this mm. is as good as a mm. fight could be between Mm-mm. them. So you're saying it's a catwalk fight? <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But it ends rather quickly because Ice-T is just like, I'm going to wrap this chain around your neck and push you over. Okay, now you're dead. Yeah. And then just looks at him. Doesn't say hang in there, Mr. <sighs> Twist, or anything nope. like that. Just <laughs> Yeah. Doesn't even like give him like the yeah I'm watching you die no. thing like nothing no but then like Susie Amos just pops up into the frame like hey saw you killed him we should go yeah <laughs> and he's Pretty like much. ah you got winged all right let's yeah <laughs> you, your nerd friend outside mm-hmm. <laughs> okay great now you can find out if you're right about God in person <laughs> something like that yeah. nothing please yeah just nothing. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely nothing. Did we even and, mention that like Mario Van Peebles like killed his actual family or something? Like that was his whole motivation. Wait, real life Mario Van Peebles? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Thomas Paine, <laughs> noted philosopher Thomas Paine, killed Ice T's entire family. Yes, because there was some convoluted like there was a whole warehouse of hostages and like oh right that story and like Mario Van Peebles was just like 
no, fuck everything, and just blew that place up and murdered everyone, and that's what led Ice T to go kill his brother. Right. Mm-hmm. No, it, yeah. it's just it, it just. I mean, there's like there's this bad blood, and then it's just like, all right. Yeah, not even just say hi to your brother yeah. for me. Not even like yeah. <laughs> hang loose. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> nothing. Yeah, nothing. No, no, absolutely nothing. nothing. Yeah, yeah. And then so it's... then it's like twenty nine hours later, and mm-hmm. they're using the antimatter device. Yep. And they're getting ready to activate it, and they're coming up on it. And then the guy who's about to flip the switch suddenly has a gun to his head. Mm-hmm. And surprise! It's, and it's surprise, been the second surprise. in command to, uh, or the assistant, or whoever it is to. It's, it's the squirrely eyed guy who looks like the um, the Dark Knight joker guy who the cop that turns that was on the joker gang mm-hmm. i swear that actor looks almost exactly like that dude yeah yeah it's like don't ever hire someone that looks like that yep yeah just saying yep but anyway yeah he's 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 been in most of the scenes in the space force thing but he's got the gun and he's like no the i must not allow the the prophecy must be fulfilled yes, blah 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 all streets that shit. must run red with the blood of the yeah. non-believers and, and i just love that like there are mps there with uh, guns trained on him that don't just fucking shoot him well, like no. On site. At first, the guards are still just at their post, and a guy just has to go, hey, <laughs> thing over here. Hey, well, I got security. I mean, they, they, go, he, he had the <laughs> gun to the head of the technician guy. Now, because everyone else was so single point of failure, maybe this was the only guy that could flip these switches. Well, uh, no. But we'll note, the other guys flip the switches. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 Never mind. The, the actual guy who would have been a hero flipping that switch and saving the day gets fucked out of his job. He doesn't even get shot. No. No. Like, he, like, he, he's well, actually he, he the one like, who, yeah, the, like, yeah, he's the one who knocks the gun away so that the other guys can blow that dude away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He knocks then, the gun away and then, like, runs or something. Yeah. Because yeah. then he's the never generals are like, all right, we got to flip the switch. Yeah. Rah, rah. <laughs> yes, rah, rah. Yeah. <laughs> I, think hut, hut, hut. I think it's hoorah. Yeah. 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 Hoorah's flip switch. Thor works destroys yeah. the thing like obliterates it there's just like there's nothing left and they're all like hooray it's a big star wars special edition explosion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it has the the ring and everything yeah. yep they're like bye frost <laughs> <laughs> yep and then uh Susie amos is packing up her house yeah moving to texas mm-hmm. and uh ice tea comes in just, just <laughs> there's enough room in. for her fucking forehead out there <laughs> Jesus. God damn. <laughs> yeah. But she's a perfectly nice lady. She's fine. She's fine. Really, she does not look like she has a huge forehead in this movie. I checked uh, images, Google images. Did you? Uh-huh. You're just and verifying that? Is that why you keep downgrading her from, from six head to five head? All right, three head. Well, I, like, I checked Google yeah, images because like I wanted to see, like, you know what she looks like outside of this movie because th- they don't do her any favors and her, it's worse out in real life. She's a nice lady. I'm sure she's wonderful. She does charity work. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's rich as shit. She is. She mm-hmm. could probably come and take a shit on my house, and I wouldn't be able to do anything about it, and it wouldn't be illegal because she's rich. Okay, that but, kind of yeah. rich. Okay. I mean, she's if nobody's but... looking, then you know. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, wait, like, wait, if, if nobody's wait, wait. looking, I look the Whoa. other way, and someone shits on your house, I'm not going to do anything about it. Where did this come from? I, Where did I was she just, do to you? I was thinking. Well, Why no, I was just thinking of what did you do to her? I called her a five head for an hour. Uh, um, I was thinking that would be her revenge for me disparaging oh. her forehead. So yeah. she has a trillion dollars, and her revenge against you is to shit on your house, <laughs> dude. I don't know what. So a little tiny Susie Amos pile of poo somewhere on your rooftop, and then she's like, "Boom, got him, <laughs> roasted." Yeah. World well, back star, to, back to the submarine with me. <laughs> Precisely. Okay. I'll be back in my dirigible, pooping from on yon high. The math checks out. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> <sighs> oh, 
So well, yeah, that's Judgment Day. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ice-T gives her back her gun. Oh yeah, we didn't oh, yeah. even mention that there was a whole like, oh, this is my backup gun and give yeah. me a gun and whatever, gun, gun, gun. Yes, but he yeah. just gives it back to her in he a does. box, just like, got you something. And she's like, it's my gun. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, see ya. And then he just walks outside and goes to the beach. Yeah. He's like, I re-gifted it. <laughs> Next year, I'm getting you a fruitcake that I don't want. <laughs> I'll send it to you, Kara, Texas. Yeah. The T stands for Texas. <laughs> Texas. But yeah, then he just walks out to the beach and the movie's yeah. over. Anyway, that's just for Texas. And then yeah. there's an Ice-T song over the credits, which is the same Ice-T song. I'm just saying, it's, like, it's the, the anti-Star Grove, because it's yeah. like, it's just an Ice-T song about fuck this and fuck the cops, and yeah. doesn't even say like, it's like when it was like, I don't know, just in the chorus, be like, Judgment, Judgment Day. Day. Mm. Well, there's there's two songs listed in the credits. The Ice-T song and another song called Judgment Day. And I don't know if we ever heard that song. I don't think we did. I think they were just like, no, we got an Ice-T song. Play it twice. Yep. <laughs> the T yeah. stands for twice. <laughs> ice twice. Twice T. Twice is ice. <laughs> uh, okay, this movie's over. Yeah. Huh? We made it sound more fun than it is. We had fun talking. I about mean, it. it is fun. I, I'm going to jocks. It's not anything special. It's one of those weird movies where like all the characters take way too much time and have no urgency versus what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. And he and that lady kind of have no chemistry whatsoever. Like their back and forth just doesn't work, especially early on. It always feels like they like their scenes were filmed uh, with someone else. You know, like 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 they weren't even in the same room whenever they're interacting. But there's still a lot of just goofy dumbness to it. I just I don't like that Mario Van Peebles like massive cult with tendrils everywhere is like him, his wife, Tiny Lister and like his little four kids that they he feeds at some point. And says, oh, you're going to look pretty. Feed my children. (laughs) You're going to look pretty wearing this when you meet Jesus. You know, all that stuff. And it's just. Those are actually Mario Van Peebles' children. Yeah. So. So. Feeds his own. He just brought his kids in. Hey, eat for free. Uh (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Sandwiches. (laughs) Enjoy the sandwiches. Susie, get your sandwiches. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, and and he does a decent job of being like the uh, smarmy preacher type. You know, the the one who, like, the holier than thou, who's actually just a hypocritical piece of shit. Yeah. Which will always push my buttons. But, um, yeah. I mean, it's two jocks. It's it's fun, but I kind of wanted more iced tea, and it's kind of unforgivable that he doesn't have a one-liner after fucking strangling Mario Van Peebles with a chain. Yep. I would rate our conversation a five jocks. <laughs> I agree. But this movie's just... <laughs> barely gets over the two jocks bar um it's not a like it's not as light a recommend as a one jocks um if you run out of 90s disaster movies to watch i guess you could watch this one but there's nothing special about it again we need more ice tea time um tea time tea time tea time <clears throat> welcome to tea time my new podcast <laughs> i would record a tea time podcast with ice tea one hundred percent. Well, hello, Mister T. <laughs> <laughs> no, completely different person. <laughs> oh, sorry. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's something about the way this movie looks that kind of bothers me. Like I said, it looks like 2000s TV. For some reason, it it just feels like a really long episode of a dumb buddy cop 
show with Ice T and Susie, um, whose last name I've forgotten, Amos. and I don't Amos. Amos. Thank you. Famous Amos. <laughs> um, Did you think it was Anus, and that's why she was going to shit on your house? Is that <laughs> <laughs> no? That is that is incorrect. However, I would like to retcon my <laughs> my statement and say yes. <laughs> yeah. It's you not just, what I thought. But that's you what just I'm... retcon from thirty seconds ago. <laughs> like, no, like, that is like, not what I thought. Like three, but yes. Four, four <laughs> you got like ago. the Galaxy Quest things, just like <laughs> retcon thirteen <laughs> seconds ago. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Um, all right. But no, yeah, I just, I don't know. I I didn't really connect with this movie, but it was not bad. I guess. Okay. All right. It's just okay. Um, I'm. I, I agree with the two jocks assessment, but I'm going to give it three. And wait, he, what? <laughs> here's why. I will Hold explain. On. Um, so, having seen a lot of the Fred Olin Ray universe around this time, it is usually cheap as shit and stock footage all to hell, and no one cares. Like no one cares. Mm-hmm. And so, this is written by him, and he's written 900 scripts. And usually that just means he's just cranking out dialogue as fast as possible to get something to shoot. Um, I feel like in this, I feel like Mario Van Peebles probably brought his own like folder and notebook about this guy that he was playing along with him and did a lot of his own. I'm going to write my own dialogue. I feel like Ice-T brought a lot of his own thing to this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, This doesn't feel like business as usual to me for one of these things. So... I have to give it credit for being above and beyond what a lot of Fred Olin Ray movies around this time are. Um, plus, with this being, uh, it's on Amazon in HD, which is a rarity for these things um, that almost everyone has seen on video, VHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it looked, for me, it looked better than average. So I get I get how it looks like a one of those TV shows. And like we said, he went on to direct a bunch of TV shows. But... This just felt more like a movie than most Fredel and Ray type things usually feel. So I give it credit having that backstory of having seen some shit. <laughs> so it, it to me, it's better than that. But, you know, they did some stunts. They blew some shit up. It was all original stuff to this movie. Um, Ice-T and Mario Van Peebles seemed to give a shit. Uh, Zeus seemed to give a shit. Coolio, eh, you know. <laughs> we didn't give a shit about him. So He's only one scene. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I mean, like the, the generals were all kind of into it, even though they're all basically in one room the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just people seem to care, even though the, the plot is goofy and tonally doesn't make any sense. The, the priorities are on the wrong things. I it worked for me. Yeah. So it's it's strange. Uh, I think I also have to give it three jocks and that's maybe sort of breaking the scale because I feel like you guys liked it to a level that would normally be a one jocks. I mean, I'm not trying to like make your ratings wrong, yeah. but I was like totally expecting the way you were describing it to be a one jocks rating, mm-hmm. and I was going to go too because I was like, I don't know why, but I I kind of enjoyed this more than it sounded like you did. So I think, yeah. ergo, I have to say three because I did. Well, think I can revise to a one if it makes you give it a two. It doesn't. I'm just like, <laughs> I no, I I just no, I I just I enjoyed this dumb movie. Like it's okay. There's something kind of surprisingly watchable about it, yeah. and yeah, I think it, I think. Like you said, it's the fact that people weren't phoning it in, really, you know. Yeah. I mean, the CG CG is phoned in, and, and a lot of the, you know, plot holes are phoned in, but, like, <laughs> even the little side characters are fun. Like, even though 
Coolio has no point to the plot of this movie. Him showing up for a few seconds and not ruining the scene was it kind of fun. <laughs> you know, he was trying to talk like iced tea. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of like they That's were the trying to like thing about that scene. They were. All, I mean, I think it's like retroactively, it's funnier now because they're both trying to play like hardcore gangsters, and it's like, yeah, but I've seen you. You've been on like TV. <laughs> as a cop for like 40 years now <laughs> right mm-hmm. you know and everyone you have memes and coolio is just like still trying to rock his coolio hair but like you want to talk about a seven head that's what coolio is at about now <laughs> but still trying to rock the coolio hair in the back yes it's like he's aged weird and it's just like the fact that it's like you can just look at him now now and it's like no like you weren't you were never that hard either of you <laughs> like you know I, I'm, I'm sorry, but, yeah. you know, just saying, like, Ice-T was kind of always playing a role. Like, I, he, I never really bought him as, like, true hardcore guy, you know. I'm not, I'm just saying, but. He was a cop killer. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But anyway, just, like, them trying to out, you know, hard each other that scene was just, like, it might as well have been Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell, you know. It's just, like, it's that goofy. Oh. You mm. know. Oh, dear. But anyway, like that scene is funny, and then like yeah, just everyone kind of, kind of, sort of giving shit was was fun. Even like the, in, the incidental characters were dumb and fun. Yeah. Like like uh, Damon was way funnier than he should have been. Yes. So yeah, it's a dumb little movie, and and yeah, I I think it's amazing that it looked as good as it did. Like normally a movie of this era, it's like well, what garbage <laughs> copy is there that's mm-hmm. been slapped yeah. on a Blu-ray that's really VHS quality? Exactly. Yeah. All, All right. right then. Yeah, let's take a break. Okay. All right, welcome back. Hey, hey. second half. Bamfcast. Bamfcast. So, yeah. Uh, this is going to be the Chuck and I half, I guess, because we're the sure. only ones that watch some stuff. The yeah. Chuck and I. You guys watch movies. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. BJ and I just kind of were like, ah. Yeah, we got we to gotta blow through some some slight review, revision reviews, because uh, we crammed a lot of movies for Golden Jocks. Yeah, all mine yeah. are from before yeah. we did the awards. This is the Golden Jocks appendix. Right. Yes, these I, are movies that... I, it's not necessary. I have one movie that's not from 2018 that I watched because I was like, I'm free, I can watch movies from whenever now. Yeah. And then but, you watched the 2018 movie? No, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying oh, one, okay, I just okay. quick... One freebie. Yeah, all right. one freebie. <laughs> So, so proceed. Lead, lead us off. Okay. Um, I will lead us off by talking about two movies you already talked about. Uh, I saw Hotel Artemis mm-hmm. and I saw Bad Times at the El Royale, okay. which in a way are similar because they're both weird ensemble pieces about yeah. hotels mm-hmm. um, and both kind of go wrong at the exact same point. It's like both movies had me for a while. I'm like, I'm in. I'm yeah, this is my jam. I'm totally into this. And then like both of them. Not even at a similar point, but both of them just kind of have a turn where it's just like, I I don't care anymore. Like, just suddenly hard no. Just not. I, I more so with Hotel Artemis. I just was like, this is what's ha- this is it. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, Bad Times at the El Royale had more going on. I just I just don't like the main thing that happens towards the the last third of the movie. Right. Like the basically like the when Thor becomes prominent, you're just like. I don't yeah. know if this is what I wanted. I just, I mean, it's weird because I like, I would have watched a movie with him, 
him <laughs> him's worth doing that because um, <laughs> mm-hmm. like I think he's just he's going for it yeah but it's like it feels weird in that movie yes it feels like wow this came from somewhere uh, some other movie script idea yeah it, it's just it's it's kind of out of place but kind of not it's just it doesn't feel like it gels with everything else that movie set up and it feels like everything else in that movie takes a weird hard turn to make all that stuff work yeah it just seemed like it was all that movie was at its best when like you didn't know how these characters were going to intersect or why and your imagination kind of runs wild with trying to figure out why and then when they tell you it's like oh yeah, yeah. It, it's just I don't know it, there's the first half of that movie is great at uh, bad times of the El Real. I just I really love the first half of that and it, it the the primary thing that keeps it going is just like what the fuck is going on like what is the thing like why is all this happening mm-hmm. and then when they start telling you what's happening it's like that's not as good as i thought it was going to be or as good as it should have been it seemed like they needed another layer of weirdness on top of it that never mm-hmm. paid off so and hotel artemis was just kind of like yeah this is a near future this is kind of a weird hotel but they explain what it is right away and you're just kind of it hotel artemis kind of feels like one of those 90s movies that quentin tarantino would have played a role in or something he just would have been in it you know it just like now over here in this room it's this crazy guy and it's tarantino and he's embarrassing himself you know it's like again yeah it it feels like one of those yeah um they're both worth watching it's just they're both kind of disappointing uh but they're still okay they're fine Mm -hmm. they're both fine i'll say that all right I will say that just by the time Hotel Artemis was over, I was just like, I don't care about this. Whereas Bad Times of the Oreo, I was like, yeah, it was all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just that that guy coming off Cabin in the Woods, you're like exactly. this. Yeah, I was, you go into it with knowing that, and you're like, well, this is gonna blow the shit out of the water on on Cabin in the Woods, and it's like, no, it doesn't. This is a normal movie. <laughs> so, no. yeah. Um, so yeah, there's two. You want to jump in and um, or you want me to do another one? Some of those are. We have some crossover. Uh, I, I guess we'll be talking about somewhat big movies. Uh, things that didn't quite make my list. I, I don't know. I don't think I mentioned Roma at all when we were talking Golden Jock. You, you told him. Did. You told him don't. You don't need to see it. <laughs> well, I was just saying, like you know, I I don't know. Like I'm not. It's it's one of those things I would never say it's a bad movie. Not in a million years. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things. It's like I get that this is well made. Obviously, I mean it's Quran, so it's going to be well made. It's just like I've ha- I've heard other people say it's like, all right, maybe this was just a little too personal of a story for you to tell because I have a hard time. I have a hard time ca- not caring. That sounds, you know, that sounds callous, but it's like connecting, connecting. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, it's like, oh, OK, like it's a period piece for a place that I've not been and it. You know, it's just and there's not anything directly engaging. It's just kind of. It almost feels like, besides it just being in black and white, it almost feels like, oh, he was like, I, I think I want to make a Fleeny film. You know, mm-hmm. just a, a point in time thing happening, and then it's over. And some, you know, some depressing-ass shit will happen along the way. And it's all beautifully shot and all of that. And it's just like, all right, I get it. Like, I get that you really, 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 really wanted to make this, and you were in the position to, so good for you if this, if this like, got something out for you. But it's like from me as a, as an audience person, I was like, all right, that's a, that's a watch once and never again kind of thing, you know, sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not putting it down. It's just like, yep, I will probably never watch that movie again. Kind of like, I mean, 
I never have. I, I thought maybe someday I would be like, I want to watch Tree of Life again, but it's kind of like that movie's kind of exhausting and like once is probably enough yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I've seen it multiple times. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. so it's just, it's like, it's like that where it's like, yep, that movie was kind of exhausting in a way and it was great, but I'm probably not going to watch it again. This, I'm not saying it's bad at all. That's just, how I feel about like 12 Years a Slave. Sure. I'm like, yeah. 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 I, I, I put myself yeah. through that ringer once got, already. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm it's just movies like that don't maybe it's because I've embraced what it is we do here where it's like I used to be all about art films and, you know, high art and wow, this is amazing. But now it's just like, yeah, sometimes I just want rewatchability. I want like fun. You know, mm-hmm. life's too short to get too fucking serious, especially when life is. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yep. I agree. Take yeah. me away. Movies. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Roma didn't do that for you. Mm. No, that was like, hey, life's always been shitty. You didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. check your privilege because yeah, exactly. shit was all shit was always bad. Yep. All right. Um, I I'll just talk about the Equalizer two real quick. That's more of the Equalizer. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I thought you were gonna save that for an extra. I thought you specifically said like we... I, I, it was in the poll for okay. us to watch for cram session, and it just no one picked it, which was fucking weird. Um. That, so I I kind of don't remember much about the first one except that the last the final scene is just a Banffcast movie. Mm-hmm. Like everything Denzel Washington does to those motherfuckers is a Banffcast movie. It's just like yeah, fuck them all up. This is the best thing ever. And so this one, he's I think he was a cab driver in the first one. Now he's an Uber driver or a Lyft driver, I think. And uh, like actually Lyft. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And uh, like the first like two or three scenes are just like he gets. Like some whiff of some, you know, some miscarriage of justice that has happened to a passenger and he just goes to where they got picked up from and finds out what the people in the room did to him or did to this person. And then he fucking fucks them all up. And it's like, this is the best ever. Just do this. But then that movie becomes like a weird, like CIA conspiracy bullshit thing that he has to figure out and, and you know, wreck dudes. And the ending of him wrecking dudes is great throughout like the second half of the movie like the weather in the movie is changing and the last scene of that movie takes place in a hurricane basically mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's you're looking and you're trying to figure out how they're shooting this like did they just say the weather's getting bad let's go to the beach and just like film this hurricane and do fights and shit in the middle of it it's it's remarkable filmmaking that's going on that he is just fucking people up in the midst of a hurricane while just Cars are getting thrown all over the place. And I mean, I know most of it was CG, but it looks real good. Mm-hmm. Like this, the storm they have created for whatever the hell's happening looks really good. And dudes are satisfyingly wrecked at the end of this. Like just me again, like when, you know, dudes get, just get spears to the eyes and shit. You're just like, yes, this is what. Yes, this is. Yeah. Thank you. This is exactly what I need. So it's dumb. It's it's just a big dumb thing. Um him wrecking dudes who deserve it is is great. I just wish I could be as cool as Denzel Washington is in these movies because it's just like, hi, you guys are assholes. I'm here to murder you. And they're like, yeah, whatever, old man. And then he murders them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's just like, who's an old man now? Bye. And it's like, <laughs> it's like wow, this is great. So it's it's just dumb fun. It, it barely missed my uh, honorable mentions, but good times were had. Okay. Um... I guess I got one more quick one. Uh, just again, things that didn't quite make the list. Uh, I mentioned that I really, really want to see the movie Eighth Grade, mm-hmm. um, and I did. I just haven't talked about it pr- uh, previously now. 
that's that's another it's a weird one because like it's a it's a really good movie i just i think maybe it was like one of those things where i just kind of went oh yeah i'm an old i'm an old dude i don't <laughs> i can't completely connect with this yeah mm-hmm. um in a way that's good yeah no well <laughs> I, I just mean like there's I, I mean i was in eighth grade i was no i understand you know i was awkward at a point in time sort of like this but it's like it's it's being awkward now is different than it used to be mm-hmm. but yeah I, I i liked it i just it, it i really thought that was going to be one that it just really got me um but it kind of did it kind of didn't you know like there's just there's a certain disconnect of oh we didn't have blogging and video chat and apps i mean we hell we didn't have yeah. internet when i was that age yeah no internet like started the, like the like, it really caught hold, like, the year after I graduated high school, which is just the biggest dick move the internet could have pulled, which is just basically, everything you learned is useless. Yeah. You know, all <laughs> that, like, Dewey Decimal shit? Everything. Fuck all that. Just Google that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do often wonder how kids, like, learn now, you know? Like, I, I don't know how anyone issues homework. Like, how, how kids just don't come home and just Google everything. Oh, like, they do. Mm-hmm. I... I mean, hell, have to I, I have an words. app you can point your phone at algebra problems and it just solves them. <laughs> right. Yeah, it just seems like... I it, don't use it. I'm just like, well, well that ever comes up. <laughs> I don't remember how the fuck to do that. So, oh, that's the answer. Sure. <laughs> I would do that too. I would assume they're making them write it. I don't yeah, know. Show your work. Show oh, your work. Well, then yeah. it gets even stupider because have, have you ever... Anyone's ever tried to explain how common core math works? I've it's seen explanations. Stupid. Trying to write it is stupid. It's I hate to say it, but it's how I've always done math in my head. Yeah, okay. it's just one of those things. Like when you try and write it down, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's 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 weird, but it from everything I've heard from people actually learning it, not adults trying to understand it. Yeah. from the new math that we learned or whatever it was, um, it's actually really easy to like. Like my nieces were like, "No, it's super easy. You just go and they draw all these like." slashes and shit all mm-hmm. over the page and in nine seconds they've got an answer that takes me 15 minutes to write out mm-hmm. so yeah. it it must work uh while <laughs> while i'm just talking this I, I only i need to alter my number of movies watched by about four or five okay because i there was some streaming only things i didn't count okay um like i never even, i didn't even count mute into the list. Oh right, yeah. It, it was it's like so forgettable that that even well, came out. That it's year. not. It's not just that. It's like when I was looking at like list of releases, so, so many things don't include Netflix oh, or yeah. HBO originals or you know things like that. It was like I started like looking at my letterbox. So I was like, oh, I should have looked here because like that came out this year. This came out this year, and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's it's at least four or five, six more that okay. I've said. But um, did you have anything else? Or? I, I do, but no. I want to ask you about Ken. Ken. K I N because I knew that you had watched it before Golden Jocks and I then did. it didn't didn't it didn't come up and I was like uh oh did he hate Ken did I steer him wrong? Um, Ken, no, you didn't. Nothing, nothing was wrong there. I, uh, it's, it's really good, just not great. So I mean, and, and I this was a year of like really strong movies. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Um. And I agree. I mean, it's. I almost don't even want to talk about it because, like, what yeah. I think the advice you gave me was the best thing. Is all I would say in the most vaguest of terms is it's a family sort of crime drama with mm-hmm. a sci-fi line running through the background. Yes, that would be like how I would describe it. And just be like, you might want to check this out. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a really bold 
sci-fi line. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's yeah, it, it's, it's almost like two movies smushed together, but in a way that kind of really works somehow. It wouldn't have worked in any other kind of movie, I think. I think there's been a million movies like the the family crime drama thing. Mm-hmm. But adding this one little tweak to it is just like, well, that's going to come up in some unique ways. Yeah. And then the fucking bonkers ending. <laughs> yeah. So. No, it's, 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 it's real good. It's just like it's it wasn't like high enough to make the list yeah. of other things. And I guess it's got like, I guess. So it's got like this weird 80s like synthwave soundtrack to it and the band is called Mogwai. So I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, hey, I've heard I, of Mogwai. I'm in for that. Mm-hmm. Um okay, so good. I'm glad that I'm not cuz I've I've heard from other people I recommended that movie to and they're just like, dude, no. And I'm like, maybe I'm weird or something, but the movie's no, fine. It's, yeah. Sometimes movies click with you. Yeah, I know. And I know. they just they don't click with everyone. Yeah. Um so I'll wrap up with uh, two movies that did not click with me. Um, one of them did not click with Harlow, which is Mandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck, man. That <sighs> shit. Everyone has waited so long for, oh, Nick Cage is back. He's freaking out. This is, he. it's it's not just him not giving a shit shooting a cop movie in New Orleans, you know? I mean, this is like, oh, shit, he's going for it. Mm-hmm. But man, fuck that movie. Just fuck everything about it. It is... Highly pretentious bullshit. I, I'm I'm looking when it finally does become the thing you want it to, which takes I don't know fifty minutes maybe at least. Mm-hmm. It by that point I was so broken down into not caring that I was just looking at it going yeah, I could see how some people could be into this. It's got style and stuff, but just fuck this. And what hurts it the most is that for the first thirty thirty minutes, not a fucking thing happens mm. mm-hmm. i was so That's checked bad. out after that i was just like i this could be the greatest movie ever but man fuck this movie i mean it's just so disjointed too it's yeah. like it's like six different styles of movies in one yeah like f- second for you know i think what i was describing i don't know what i've already talked about it but it's like i get that you want to do like this progressive rock album cover come to life but then it's like no we also are like super into actual metal and satan shit and it's like pick a fucking tone yeah like it's just like i don't know it just Mm. it just seems like that guy that nobody talked to in high school's like sketchbook (laughs) you know like (laughs) like the guy like you know was on a watch list yeah you know it's like yep that's his sketchbook come to life yeah I, and and watching it, I just felt like this feels like Drive Angry and the Ghost Rider movies kind of smooshed together. But I would just rather watch those. I as for the ups and downs as those movies have, I would just rather watch those. I don't want to watch this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I mean the the motivation thing for him to go nuts is so fucking gross too. It is like it's just like all right, I get it. But also, like, I think the charm of Nicolas Cage going nuts is that him going over going nuts over little things. Yeah. Not this horrific shit that happens in this movie. Yeah. Like the people in this movie who get wrecked, get wrecked for a very good reason. But it's just like getting there is just like Jesus Christ, guys. Like how. Like just pure evil does not exist in the way that you're portraying. It's that guy's notebook. You're right. It's just that's all it is. Um. So the last thing I'll talk about is the the new Halloween movie. Um, I know a lot of people liked the new Halloween movie, and I, I get that people were jonesing for a good one of those. 
Um, I I don't think this is a good one of those. This so like this is Danny McBride co-writing and the director of Pineapple Express directing it, and it just it f- almost feels like that in a lot. It just feels like, for like real. I didn't know this. Yes. Oh, okay. So it just feels like it's tonally all over the place. Like there will just be a scene where people are just yucking it up. Like two cops will just be having a, a weird conversation about brownies and shit. And it's just like, the fuck am I watching? I'm not, I'm not crazy about comedy directors doing horror. It everyone's, doesn't like, work. everyone's like, Oh, the timing is similar. Like comedy and horror share so much. And it's like, yeah, but that doesn't always translate. You could argue that they, they share the same beats kind of, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, the only one who seems to have pulled it off is, um, Jordan Peele. Yes. Obviously. Yes. Um, but that's also, it It just seems like he kind of had that in him already. Yeah. Because there's always a dark streak that ran through so much of Keen Peele's stuff True. already. True. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But yeah, I, it's weird seeing so many like, oh, this guy did this comedy and this comedy and now he's doing the horror reboot. And it's right. like, wait, what? Yeah, exactly. Um, so... The, the filmmakers obviously had a reverence for the material. Like there, there's enough, there's enough to it to where it's like, okay, you guys are really a fan of these movies because there's a bunch of references to stuff, even though it obliterates all of them except the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the way they get Michael Myers back out into the world is dumb as shit. Just all I'll say is it involves a, a couple of real crime podcasters mm-hmm. and you're just like fucking what? <laughs> yeah. So the biggest thing I've heard is like the least realistic thing about the movie is like that they have $3,000 to oh, offer it, someone it, for an interview. Yes. It's like <laughs> when that happened, your patrons really ra- raking it in. <laughs> I was holy like, are you shit. fucking joking? You live in your van. Yeah. <laughs> so then there's like a bunch of kills that happen off camera. Oh, like right away, like the first like ten oh. kills, like you come by and you oh, see fuck you. you see someone whose like jaw has been clearly like someone grabbed both ends of their jaw and just ripped both ways across, and you're like, well, that would have been cool to see. That would have been cool to see in a new horror movie. And it's just like you just come across like the first ten victims who have all just been horrifically murdered in ways that you don't get to see. And it's like, what the fuck is this? Boo. Yeah. And then he just becomes like a fucking buzzsaw. He's just like running into people's houses and stabbing people to death. And you're just like, there's no rhyme or reason to any of this. He's just running from house to house, stabbing people to death. This is There's no suspense to it. It's just, here's a crazy buzzsaw psycho running around just house to house, just like trick or treat, stab. You know, it's just like, <laughs> it, you know, and it's got a bunch. Obviously, it has a new crop of teenagers in it, and they're the fucking worst, and they all suck, and... Not even in a way that you like, yeah, f- murder them. It's just like, ah, just go away. <laughs> just get out of my movie. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I, again, I'm happy that it exists for the people who desperately wanted it. But a- H2O is a, is a better movie to me than this. And I, it sucks that it's Ooh, kind of been. There's going to be some fighting words well, from some folks. I, it's not a great movie, yeah, but yeah. I, I have respect for H2O. Um, it, it did some interesting things. And this movie said it didn't exist. So, hmm. Hmm. yeah, uh, this is actually the first one to retcon the second movie out of existence. So that's weird because all of the other ones pretended that at least two happened. Mm-hmm. 
And this one is just like, no. <laughs> they actually have people say that was a rumor <laughs> when they're discussing plot points for the second movie. They're like, really? wasn't this? And they're like, no, that was just <laughs> gossip. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's disappointing. Hmm. Well, well, that's a shame because I heard so many people like, man, Halloween's back. Yeah, and it made a fuck ton of money. And, you know, John Carpenter did the score. And you're like, okay, yes. Ooh, is I, it good? Yes, huh. it is. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. How is uh, you idiot? Why would I be? <laughs> How's Jamie Lee Curtis in it? Not as great as everyone makes it out to be. Yeah. Like, I, I the like movie the does idea. her no favors. I like the idea of someone who's been like been through that shit and been like, listen, everybody, this is like you got to be ready for this. Oh yeah, I mean, and, it's, and it's, nobody believes her, yeah, and it like very much the, the Sarah Connor in Terminator yes. Two thing of like. Yeah. I'm going to be fucking ready for that. That will always work for me. Is the person who knows shit and no one will believe them. Conceptually, it's great. They don't do her many favors in Mm -hmm. this. They kind of make her look foolish a lot. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. So the the movie needed to, even though the the characters are not believing her, the movie needed to make you to to be on her side. And the movie is also kind of painting her as like, no, she's loony Mm. until she's not. Yeah. And that's that's no good. Don't do that. Bad movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. So I got one other quick thing, and it's, okay. a, it's a detour from all the Golden Jock stuff. Right. Oh, two, two, I'm sorry. Two more quick things. Well, uh, very quick. I When I was free of not having to watch 2018 movies, I, I took uh, one other movie that just did, on a whim. Because somebody mentioned, like, hey, did you ever watch the Jumanji sequel? And I was like, no, I didn't actually. Oh, yeah. And I did. And as someone who really could give less of a shit about the first one i I enjoyed the shit out of that welcome to the jungle one yep like yep (laughs) i the first jumanji is just like yeah that's a thing Mm -hmm. i guess back in the day and yeah welcome to the jungle is definitely worth watching like i don't know i feel like i feel like the commercials made that movie look like it was going to be really bad and it's not at all like the movie actually has surprisingly has a, a large amount of heart and f- not Kevin I mean um, but like <laughs> the, like because there isn't a large amount of him uh, but like I mean it's just like there, there's 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 heart to that movie and it's yeah. it, it was unexpected and appreciated the, the trailers made it look like land land of the lost yeah exactly and you're right. just like fuck that yeah no it's not it's, yeah. it works it does um so that's that just free of it 2018 I could watch something I missed before yeah um Otherwise, the TV, I just want to take a quick TV aside because I, I discovered something and it's my television crack. Um, I am almost all the way caught up to current and I discovered it on Friday, it being Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, Riverdale. Oh, shit. The, the grim and gritty Archie <laughs> reboot. Right. Now, I will point out, I've barely read an Archie comic in my life. Okay. I am mm-hmm. I am familiar with them. I I have owned an Archie comic from time to time because mm-hmm. it was safe as a little kid that it's a comic book you can read. There won't be anything naughty in here. Yeah, it's like Happy Days, the yeah. comic book. Um, so I I was tertiarily aware of the characters and who they were and their, their dynamics. This show is like got a main line to what I enjoy in junk food television. Like it is... Immediately, immediately, like for episode one, I was like, holy shit, this is like Teeny Bopper Twin Peaks. And I was like, OK, I'm on board for this. And then it's like then it starts into the the. I mean, I'm going to use it because it's one of my near and dear 
junk food television things to my heart. It's it starts in the the Dawson's Creek, like oh this person is in love with this person. Nope, they they flip partners and you know there's like this weird like not incestuous because it's not actually brother and sister, but just like this like gang where they just keep swapping lovers and all this stuff and things like that. And it's like all right, all of this shit works for me, <laughs> and I I don't know. I just I can't stop watching that fucking television show. It's Everything I hear about it sounds nothing like fucking Archie Comics. Nope. No. Not a single damn thing like it's it. It's not. Not really. No. <laughs> I mean, other than like, there is Archie, there is Jughead, there's Betty and Veronica. Mm-hmm. And they all fuck. They all fuck. <laughs> yeah. This Archie fucks. Yeah. Well, okay. So I, I said all that basically just so I could get to this fucky Archie. I believe it's the end of season one. Not too much of a spoiler, I, I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a point where. Characters are gonna fuck finally. Okay, and they yeah. start they start playing uh, Imagine Dragons Believer, <laughs> and I went Imagine Dragon Archie's nuts on on your face <laughs> immediately, nice. like not even a hesitation. Like Archie's taking his shirt <laughs> off and shit. I'm like, <laughs> I was just like, this moment was meant for this podcast. <laughs> We've been building our whole lives <laughs> to get to this. <laughs> wow, and I was just like. Yeah. Some days I regret ever introducing that phrase I, to you. It, it's but okay, but because... Come, today is not one of yeah. those days. <laughs> yeah. Great. I, yeah. I um, I don't know. I don't really have anything else to say. Like, mm. all, all of the all of the people on that show are, are gorgeous, so it's there's that eye candy aspect of it. It's, it's hilarious to me that like almost all of the parents are from 80s and 90s things that you would recognize. Mm-hmm. Uh, Archie's dad is Luke Perry. His mom is Molly Ringwald. Um, Betty's parents are Madchen Amick from mm-hmm. Twin Peaks and uh, Lock- Lachlan Monroe. Lachlan Monroe. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's like um, uh, 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 Marisol Nichols is uh, Veronica's mom, you mm-hmm. know, from, well, just being hot in general. But she was on 24 and <laughs> Vegas Vacation, all those mm-hmm. things, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like it's it's just fun because it's like it's it's such a weird show because it's very much like, you know, your CW teeny bopper show. But there are so many references. It's like, did they just write this show for me? Like, I mean, like, like I, you know, like they're not getting this shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is it just is it to satisfy like all like all age demographics are like, oh, we'll pepper in this and we'll pepper in this. And, you know, like you'll get this like that. We're doing a. Reservoir Dogs thing, you know, that was made before you were born, your, you know, general target audience. And here now we're doing a fucking like, there's so many references to like old, really old shit. Yeah. TV shows are weird now. Yeah. That's (laughs) what I mean. It's just like, all right, well, whatever. I'm just saying it is 100% my crack and I am almost caught up. So are you going to watch Sabrina now? Probably. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's has anything behind the scenes, like same producers or anything. I don't know that much, but yeah. I, I most likely will. Sadly, I have more knowledge of that because of the fucking a- ABC Melissa Joan Hart right. show. Yeah. I know more about Sabrina than I did about Archie. <laughs> I know she had a sarcastic cat named Salem. Uh-huh. Uh, witch, cat, uh, yeah. teenager. Yep. That's all you need to know. Two moms or an aunt and a mom or something like that. Two aunts. Two moms. Two moms. None of that Two stuff aunts. is important. Two moms and a cat. Teenage uh, witch. That was, parlor. That was the Ryan Reynolds show. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. It's just uh, it, it's it's great, and I I I love it, and it's stupid. 
Also, all right. So it's it's Greg Berlanti who does like all of the the DC Arrowverse shows, basically. Um, executive producing it. What the last thing I'll say, and I'll, I'll be done with it probably forever. But but the the main thing that I appreciate about this, and and don't get me wrong, I'm still watching all the dumb Arrowverse shows. Sure. Um, Supergirl especially. And I, I understand it's different showrunners for each of them, even if he's like the you know head guy behind it all. Mm-hmm. Supergirl specifically, it's like I, I get that you want to introduce alternative lifestyles, which aren't even really alternative anymore. Supergirl makes this point of like, hey, character's gay, and that is that is the defining thing about that character. Archie's like, character will come in and be like, hey, I'm gay, and then everyone's like, all right, cool, and just moves the fuck on with their lives. It's not like. This is the gay character and everything revolving around them will be about them being gay. Yeah. And it's just like, it's very refreshing because it's just like, yeah, all right. Other than like, there's one dangling thing for the, like the lone out, out gay uh, boy in town. Mm -hmm. Is that like, because they're not old enough to like go to bars and stuff. It's just like, well, I guess I'm going to go in the woods and find random dudes to have sex with, (laughs) you know, but it's like, as you do. Yeah. I was just like, everyone's (laughs) like, Dude, get on Grinder, and he's like, eh, but you know, <laughs> and it's just like that's the only thing where it's like, well, that's kind of a dumb plot point. Like, you know, like, dude, stop being dumb. Like, you're mm-hmm. gonna get murdered in the woods, especially when the entire show is about people getting murdered. But yeah, mm-hmm. be gay, but just be cool yeah. about it. Like, yeah, <laughs> don't go in the woods, yeah. man. Get on Grinder Junior or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> no, don't get on Grinder Junior. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever it is, <laughs> I don't know. no, you know what I'm not. <laughs> Bad. Don't I be do, weird. I'm just saying, like, I, don't be weird. <laughs> There's like, I just well past that point. Junior. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, mm. it to, to tie it back into our movie tonight. Ice T was surprisingly cool with the idea of Susie oh, yeah. Amos possibly being a lesbian. Yeah. He was like, "It's the '90s. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> the that's, '90s. You that's, can talk about it." <laughs> I guess it, it, none of that bothers me. I'm just saying, like, I know it becomes a that is all that character is on like Supergirl and stuff. And it's like, that's annoying. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're gay, that doesn't define your entire, you know, you have to have more characteristics beyond yeah. that. You yeah. have hobbies. Yeah. You have hobbies. You have interests. <laughs> you do other things. You know, like stamps. Yeah. What? <laughs> so yeah, that's, all right, that's yeah. all. Like I said, Archie, yeah. I feel like handles it so much better or okay. Riverdale. Sorry. Archie. Oh, Archie. <laughs> so. Old man, mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that everything you guys? Yeah, I think so. Keeping up with awesome. Yeah. Whoo! So BJ, yeah. If people want to tell us what they've been keeping up with, BMF at bmfcast.com. Yeah, nine one zero five jocks BMF. Yep. www.bmfcast.com. I like the www's. It is. Um, it's the World Wide Web. It is. Yeah. We are on it. <laughs> I hope so. Go to our website. Do some things like mm-hmm. click buttons. Donate to our Patreon. You can go there directly, patreon.com slash bmfcast. Give us money. We give you content by the motherfucking truckload. Yeah, everything's coming back. Some things about well, December was like a hiatus month for a lot of stuff. It's all coming back, so mm-hmm. fret not, friends. Yeah, it'll be there. Do yep. not fret. But there is already a shitload of content. Like, if you haven't been a patron and, like, new year, new you... Spread some of that love you have in your wallet by patronizing us. Don't be patronizing to us, but patronize us. Sure. On patreon.com slash bmfcast. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? Yeah. Let's. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast out. <laughs>